Interesting than it sounds. Mike's making me do a history lesson. Nah. <laughs> Mike's going to teach us about of, socialism. I watched an hour of documentary this morning. When I could have been on the gaming system. <laughs> hey, it was Tony Robinson, though, man. It was Timeline. It was a good one, wasn't it? No, good. I have to admit, I did find it quite interesting, and I didn't know any of it. So, Excellent. Superb. Mike, would you like to thank some new and returning listeners, please? Yes. Dublin, Ireland, Cologne, Germany, Lee-on-Sea, UK, Pergos, Greece, Kulemborg, Netherlands. Wow. Haven't seen that du- one before. Dubai. United Surprised Arab. they haven't been executed. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto, Canada, Dudley, UK. Dudley. Padua. Padua, Italy. Nice. Mountain View, California. Gangnam Gu, Republic of Korea. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hang on, that's the South Korea. That's South Korea, isn't it? Yeah. I'll for that. I don't think they'll be listening to us in North Korea, man. <laughs> Maybe Kim Jong-un's a fan. <laughs> Maybe he's we'll dead. invited to perform in North Korea. Didn't he die recently? Well, we're not sure yet. It's all gone quiet on that front, actually. We still don't know. No, I think they're just doing the weekend at Bernie's thing at the minute. They put some sunglasses on and they're working in with strings. (laughs) You'll get the same level of compassion. (laughs) The same unflinching gaze. (laughs) Till his eye hangs out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mike, interrupted you then. Yeah, just to do the last top three, Little Rock, Arkansas, Shady Nasty, New York, and Niles, Michigan. Oh, welcome back. Niles in at number one again. Mm. Where's Birmingham gone? Soon fucked off, they did. Well, it's only the top 50, to be fair. Yeah, they were number one the other week. I'm bitterly disappointed in the Brummie twats. He says, sounding like a Brummie. (laughs) Should we do weird news? Yes. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay. I'll start. Here's some, some, some more good news in 2020 that you'll really enjoy. Okay. US Navy completely obliterates a drone using a laser beam mounted on a warship. The U.S. Navy has a death ray. The U.S. Navy claims it has redefined warfare, quote, 
after successfully testing a high-energy laser weapon, the likes of which no one has seen before. Basically, this new war machine can destroy drones and unmanned aircraft mid-flight and leave absolutely no trace of it whatsoever afterwards. Oh, and there's no reason the aircraft have to be unmanned easier. The, the, you know, there could be a person in there, but for testing purposes, you don't want someone flying it. No. As they just get incinerated by a death ray. Unless they're like the worst pilot in the Navy, and then you might consider it. Yeah, well, it's pretty terrifying to think that like, a drone is made of solid materials and a, a laser beam can destroy it physically. That's Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Speaking We're of which, there. I'm going to put my captain's uniform on. This doesn't feel right, podcasting without it. Yeah. When are you going to shave your head and go for the full Picard look? <laughs> when it starts thinning on top, mate. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what do you second, mean, when? The second I notice a decline, I am not going to cling to it desperately. I am going to fuck it up and start shaving my head. What You're do you mean, gonna... when you start thinning on top, you look like Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> I am utterly virulent and full-headed, hair-headed. <laughs> You're going to have to go for the Hogan Scullet. Oh, yeah. no. No way. <laughs> Not everyone does. If I don't, I won't. I'll be like one of them grey-haired old wizard-looking people. <laughs> that could also be cool. And you get to wear a robe all the time. Or look like a roadie. Roadie, yeah. yeah true. Yeah. Or you just go full hog and end up looking like Pussy Lover from Dust or Dawn. <laughs> well, anyway, I've just put my captain's tough on so i'm feeling much better now oh good engage ben well that's pretty much it we u.s navy has a death laser excellent you know i just thought that, that was really good news would cheer us all up in 2020 mm. you know we've only got you know irreversible climate change allegedly i do think it's real i'm just saying allegedly for you know people who don't you know pandemic, to be honest to be honest though unrest. we've got death beams to be honest, though, this death beam, I mean, it's not like a nuclear bomb, is it? Well, I don't know. You get it big enough and just start spraying it from an aircraft. What's it going to do? You can't kill 100 million people in minutes, can it? Can it get enough of them? So at the moment, I'm not too concerned about it. I'm more concerned about the fact that we got fucking nuclear armament to destroy the Earth many times over. What about if they start pushing them on satellites and just like picking out random dissenters to vaporize into thin air? Well, obviously well, that's going to be go? a concern. Where'd Mike go? I don't know. <laughs> Where'd Mike obviously. go? Oh, he just vanished. Do you know? There's just this pile of ashes that blew away. Obviously that ain't good. No. But it still ain't the same as the threat of nuclear war. Well, no, it isn't. You know, we we all seen threads. We have. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I've never seen it again. <laughs> no, me either. I don't need to. The <laughs> once is enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still, death lasers. Can't wait to get a laser gun. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying, Mike. It's obviously not as, as scary as a nuke, but it's still like, I still don't really want them to have lasers. It's death rays, though. No, it still ain't good. You're going to get a laser to the face. Nah. You know, just 
laser a hole through my skull from space. Eventually. Oh, vaporise you into nothing? Mm. As long as we behave, we've got nothing to worry about, have we? Uh, no, it'll all be fine. Although, I do find it strange they've just announced they've got a new laser weapon when we've been saying that maybe that alien invasion's coming. Well. Maybe this is the precursor to us getting laser guns. To fight a hologrammatic alien invasion that isn't real. Yeah. That's just been sold to us in order to invoke a one world government. That's um, the one, yeah. And a system of electronic money. Well, yeah. yeah cold fascist dictatorship. Personally, mate, I, I prefer to fight a fake war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, chances are they're still going to kill people, aren't they? They're not going to just go, oh, we just fought our first interstellar war and no one died. Mm. Well, okay, I don't want to get blown up by, like, in one of their illusions. But, you know, if I, I'll be, like, kill crazy from Red Dwarf, thinking that I'm just mowing down, you know, but really I'm just playing a video game. Uh, I'm, I'd rather do that than a real war. Well, that would be better. Would be preferable. Have you seen the film Ender's Game? No, I haven't. No, I'm, I'm aware of it though. Yeah, that's a good film. That's basically about what you just said. Playing a computer game to fight a war. Well, uh, Ready Player One as well. A little bit. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd be up for that type of war, especially if you could see your high score in the top left corner of the screen. <laughs> uh, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that for soldiers it would encourage them to be better soldiers well, like they have a top score they're competing yeah, prizes for top score it? <laughs> well, ga- games like COD are essentially training exercises for the yeah. army they are desensitising you to violence and yeah. death they're that's basically so damn good at it they're basically 500 million dollar recruitment Tools. Yep. So was Top Gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, a five hundred million dollar gay propaganda. <laughs> nah. Probably nah. a military recruiting film. Let's face it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm telling you that film is as gay as the planes are fast. <laughs> oh, God. The long loving shots of the of the naked male torso as they tussle in the volleyball on the beach and they glisten it's like the imagery of the the like what's that word when it represents a penis phallic phallic yeah that's it like the, the phallic imagery of the jets the the bromance the bonds the bumming it's all <laughs> well, there's no women on board u.s ships back then i don't think it's all there to be seen <laughs> it was an awesome film yeah it's alright. I don't. Yeah, I think it's okay. I got that. It's not one of my, not one of my faves. Nah. Yeah, I used to think I like fighter jets. They're cool. Are you excited for the sequel, Ben? I will go and watch it. Yeah. I think it looks like it's shot incredibly well. Like Tom Cruise said, you'll never see a film that's been shot like this before. The amount of aerial footage and stuff like that. So I'd be interested in it as an experience at the cinema. Oh but yeah. It's not exactly going to have a fucking good story though is it though now there's going to be loads of fighter jets going really fast and firing missiles which makes me happy have you ever seen that bit of stand up by Rich Hall where he says like Tom Cruise 
he plays a race car driver, a brilliant race car driver, but he's got a lot of self doubt. And then he meets a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then he cocktail. <laughs> He's a cocktail maker, a brilliant cocktail maker, <laughs> but he's got a lot of self doubt. <laughs> 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 film over and over. Oh well, I love me some Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean to be fair to him, the guy's in his fifties. He's got good genetics, I'll give him that. <laughs> you know, he looks like fucking thirty-five, not even that. He's sort of. I'm ashamed to say this. The sort of. The West's closest equivalent to, to a Jackie Chan. Possibly. Does his own stunts. That's it's all saying. that extra organ energy or whatever it is. That... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's shedding that. He's, what's he, he's shedding the, um, I forget what the Scientologists call the aliens. Oh, he's um, e-meter and they have to audit themselves. Maybe he's just doing a lot of auditing. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I had to drink the blood of, like, a lot of dead children, but I was able to cling to the side of an aeroplane while it took off. (laughs) (laughs) That movie made millions. I mean millions. And those kids were dead anyway. (laughs) Ted time. Stop bouncing on the couch. Uh, (laughs) I could save your freaking life, man. Uh, No. That's, yeah, he did go a bit nuts for a while, didn't he? There are videos of him, aren't there? Like Scientology videos that were released where he's saying like there was a car accident and he was he could save if he happened to be there he could go and save and help people because of his powers, but like regular folk couldn't. Yes, yes, I do believe I've heard something about that. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I would and save them because of Scientology. Well, I could go and save them too, Tom. It's just you know, open the fucking car door. And that we shouldn't give pharmaceuticals to people. Yeah. They don't believe in... They're very anti-psychologists, aren't they? Yes, they are, yeah. Psychology is bollocks, and it's aliens, actually. dead. The ghosts of dead aliens (laughs) clinging to your eternal spirit that actually make you happy. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. It's It's fucking mental. It is. I mean, it is mental. It is. And he, the best of it is, is, he said on record years ago before the church got bigger, I wanted to make a religion because I wanted to be rich. Yeah. He literally said that publicly. Yeah. And I mean, look at the founder, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. He's a failed sci-fi writer. <laughs> oh, Mike, you saying the Battlefield Earth isn't a good movie? You <laughs> <laughs> say failed. He was. He did actually have like. 50-odd fucking books published. He was yeah, a, prolific, a prolific yeah. writer. All right, fair enough, but... No, so my point is, he was, so, he was famous for being pro- prolific and shit. Yeah, and pretty much. <laughs> you're not going to believe him that he started a fucking religion and made up this path for himself. A man known for spouting volumes of made-up shite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was literally just... That's what he was known for. I mean... And, it, and stealing your girlfriend as well. Surprisingly, he was quite good with the ladies. And he'll steal your boat. Steal your boat? <laughs> so he had a thing for boats. He used to hang around with someone we've got a cover, actually, a guy called Jack Parsons, who was not only a rocket scientist at NASA, but also a freely open practicing Satanist. Fantastic. Didn't he blow himself up? We've talked I think about he it. may have done, yeah. He was and a he rocket helped, scientist. He helped in like, World War II, didn't he? 
It was just after World War Two. He used to knock around with Alron Hubbard, and Hubbard stole his girlfriend. Nah. Fuck him. Yeah. Anyway, should we do the next one? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> Police officer finds human torso in suitcase being carried by couple walking a road. Wow. Pretty grim. You notice though, there's a seems to be a trend of people walking around with body parts recently. Ooh. You know, that woman in the Ukraine was walking around with her daughter's head. This couple are walking around with a human torso. It's the lockdown, man. It's sent them yeah. fucking mental. You must have. <laughs> <laughs> a police officer allegedly found a human torso in a suitcase being carried by a couple on the English-Welsh border. Two people have been arrested on suspicion of murder after the discovery on Tuesday night in a large area on the outskirts of Colford in Gloucestershire remains cordoned off. It is understood other body parts have been found in the surrounding area in the Forest of Dean. The couple were allegedly walking along a road when a passing police officer became suspicious of them and stopped to ask what was in the case. Can he do that without a warrant? Yeah, what's in the case? That's oh, my case. I'm going to show you. Yeah, they I don't know. When you say that and end up arresting you. Yeah. yeah. Then again, you're probably thinking at the same time, shit, I've got a torso in here. Yeah. Well, what happened then, Mike? A woman from Birmingham, aged in her 20s, and a man from Wolverhampton, aged in his 30s, have been arrested on suspicion of murder in connection with the investigation and remain in police custody. Yeah, so could be some kind of serial killing going on. Nah, they've they just they've killed her in Birmingham, and they've gone down to the, the forest of Dean to get rid of it, haven't they? Yeah. And got caught. Yeah. Careless. Yeah. Can't really explain that one away, can you? Yeah. Look, oh, Mo, I must have got my suitcase mixed up with somebody on the train. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my case, officer. <laughs> can you imagine yeah. being them? It's lockdown. You're dragging the case along in the middle of nowhere. You haven't seen a single car. You're thinking we've, we've done this. And then you hear yeah. a car and you're like, Oh my god. So <laughs> what are the fucking chances? Yeah. Oh well. It's the last piece to get rid of as well. The other bits have gone. Just a tour, yeah. so Yeah. I'm finding one one last spot and they can get off. Oh dear. Well unless the power of the officer and murdered him too. I mean then you gotta drop and they gotta cut him up and um, yeah. Plus the fact that his car's probably got a tracker. Second, he doesn't check in. They're gonna still well, where where is he? Oh, we can't uh, get hold of him. Before you know it, you've got like four or five cars turning up. Uh, oh well. Don't chop people up, kid. No, don't chop people up. Don't kill people unless you really have to. Shall I read the last one? Yes, yes, please do. Okay. And finally, I will click on the correct page. Police appeal after half-naked man seen jogging along Basingstoke Street. Basingstoke police are appealing for witnesses after a half-dressed jogger shot resident this morning. A man wearing a high-vis jacket, safety first. Of course. Uh, 
trainers, but nothing below the waist, was spotted running along Beggarwood Lane. Is <laughs> <laughs> he locked down sending people crazy? Beggarwood. Handjob Lane, basically. <laughs> Do you think it's a notorious gay hangout for cottages? I think so. Yeah. In a video shared to social media, the gentleman was seen running on the pavement when the person recording told him to cover himself up and put some trousers on. The runner could be then seen to pulling a pair of shorts from his pocket and putting them on. Police say they're aware of the incident and are appealing for information. A spokesperson for Hampshire Constabulary told the Gazette, We are aware of the video of a man exposing himself whilst jogging on Beggarwood Lane, Basing Stoke, and we are appealing for any information. The incident happened at around 6.30 a.m. today. Yes, and there he is. Just running down the street. Yeah. Do you think he's doing it as a, like, freedom thing? Like, oh, this feels great. Uh, no, no one will see me. I'm on lock- we're on lockdown. There's going to be no one about. Uh, 6.30 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, takes the risk. Or he's do you per- think he'd shat himself? He's a sex offender. Well, he is now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's the full explanation. He's a pervert. Oh, pervert or shit himself. You can never tell, guys. you got to ask the question. Or naturist. Yeah, pervert. that is the most commonly asked question in the British court system. Pervert or has he shit himself? <laughs> pervert who <laughs> shat himself. Yeah, maybe he shat himself because he's a pervert. You see, that's how the system fails. I shat myself at school once. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, mate. Why, why is it you seem to shit... You always seem to tell us tales of you shitting yourself. I have no idea. You said to the day, a while back, oh, yeah, I shit myself in the showers. Now we've got you saying you shit yourself at school. And I shit myself in, on holiday in Menorca. Shit the bed. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 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 when was that? A couple of weeks, a few months ago. Uh, no, I was about probably about five or six, I think. <laughs> I still want to know why you feel compelled to tell us this. <laughs> I don't know why either. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I all shat, the times. I remember I shat myself and I, I didn't know what to do. And uh, so I thought, oh, maybe people won't notice. And the teacher said, God, it smells in here. Can someone open the window? <laughs> <laughs> so then I thought, oh, right, I'm going to be I'm gonna be noticed here. So I excused myself <laughs> to go to the toilet. <laughs> I wiped my ass and I got my shitty pants. I think I threw him in the hedge or something over the hedge. <laughs> I went back to class as if nothing had happened. <laughs> the perfect crime. Well, yeah. <laughs> Unlucky for them, but. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I always wanted to know about that. <laughs> there we go. Look out for the next instalment of Mike's. Uh... <laughs> Look out for the next running instalment of Plays in Mike's shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get on with the 
history. <laughs> it's his history. It's my personal history. <laughs> uh, can I um, grab a drink and a ciggy? Yeah, no. we convene before um, we talk about what Tyler and the peasants revolt. Yeah, uh, yeah but before I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what Tyler and the peasants of old of 1381. I'd like to thank historicuk.com and uh, who I take most of the information from today. I'm going to thank me sources now. Mm. Can't really do that, the UFO ones. Because <laughs> uh, it's all bollocks. <laughs> I'm hurt. Anyway, in 1381, some 35 years after the Black Death had swept through Europe, decimating over one third of the population, possibly up to half the population. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I got half of all Europe died. Yeah. Um, if you want to put that in comparisons, I had a good stat today on that documentary that if you take both world wars and all the genocides committed in the 20th century and add them all up, that would come to 3.7% of Europe's population. You'd have so to have 20 world wars to yes. reach the number that died of the Black Death. Yeah. Interesting it conspiracies was, about the Black Death, actually. It's a bit oh, worse yeah. than COVID, then. It's a lot worse than COVID. Well, unless you get COVID and die, in which case it's exactly the same results. They're both as bad as each other. Yeah. Yeah, but there are some interesting conspiracies about the Black Death. You want to hear a couple now? Yeah. It was a bio-warfare attack by the Ottoman Empire. Right. Um, they wanted to invade. Sadly, they ended up catching it too, so it didn't work. Uh, huh. The other is, it was, you know, all those paintings of the, the Grim Reaper, going, it was very medieval artwork of the Grim Reaper harvesting lives, isn't there? Lots of stuff like that. Yeah. Apparently, people were actually seeing these things going round, and then the plague would appear. Okay. So uh, some people think it might have been like an alien thing. Had to bring it back to aliens, didn't you? Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Isn't it more likely that someone just had sex with a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was well, it was just the rats. Well, the theory was it was the rats spreading it, wasn't it? But I'm not too sure if that's been debunked a little now I don't know anyway it's fucking nasty you get big boils of puss under your armpits and your groin and then they and you lie there sweating and shivering simultaneously and then they pop and soak your bedding in loads of puss and then you die (laughs) so anyway after that there was a shortage of people left to work the land recognising the power of supply and demand the remaining peasants began to reevaluate their worth and subsequently demanded higher wages and better working conditions. Which, you know, makes sense. Shortage of labour. We're, we're a commodity now. That's it. The wages started to go up. More land was available. That's it. I mean, some in some places, whole communities had died. Yeah. The land so, was there to be tilled. And the peasants were slowly improving in their living conditions and working conditions. Well, that's it. Until the king introduced new laws, didn't he, to cap the wages and prevent free movement and to introduce the poll tax. Yes. 
So the king was like, well, we don't want these peasants demanding this money and the land going to them. So they wanted to put a stop to that. Yeah, Lim- actually limiting wage rises, that is just shocking, really, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be like us have you got a minimum wage now. It'll be like us having a maximum wage. Yeah. You, you know, you're a peasant, you can't earn more than £10 an hour. And you're all kind of stuck. And also, we're at war with France, so there isn't a lot of money floating around in the halls of government. Wars are expensive. Especially one that lasts for 100 years. Well, yeah, they do tend to be very expensive. Um, so they bought in the poll tax, which was uh, 4p. Everyone over the age of 15 had to pay a shilling, so four to five pence in today's money. But a lot to uh, an average farm labourer. A lot of yeah. money. And they had to pay the same as the Lord, as a wealthy Lord. Yeah. Everyone paid the same. Bastards. Yeah. yeah. So, so what was it, four pence, did you say? Four to five pence in today's money, yeah. yeah. Shilling. To a peasant, that's a fortune. To a lord, it's pittance, doesn't matter. I don't mind paying that. Yes. Yes. That's why it was so unpopular. Well, yes. But then you look at the poll tax when they bought that back in this country in the early eight, in, in the late 80s. There was rioting and everything. People refused to pay. I mean, there's a guy at work who did like two weeks in jail for refusing to pay. It still didn't go down well, did it? No. Almost as if it's a shit idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a shit idea 600 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do they think was going to change? Yeah. This is true. And the worst of it is if they couldn't pay in cash, they could pay in kind. That's... Seeds, tools, etc., all of which could be vital to the survival of the farmer and his family for the coming year. And so I imagine also... Don't pay the tax, sell your shovel. Sorry, mate. And I imagine they sold the flower of their young daughters as well, possibly. Well, who knows? Top poll tax time again, love. Get on your back. Uh... Uh, so things appeared to come to a head when in May 1381, a tax collector arrived in the Essex village of Fobbing. That's a great name. To find out why the people there had not paid their poll tax. The villagers appeared to have taken exception to his inquiries and uh, they threw him out. Yeah, Thomas the Baker was leading it, wasn't he? Yes. And he said, all the people here have paid their taxes. You won't get a penny more. Good, good old Tommy the Baker. Go on, Tommy. Making a stand. Mm. Oh, you think you'd get like a team of guys with him and call it the Baker's Dozen? Be hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think the shit pun crown goes to you this week for that. Hey, I'll take it. The following month, the 15-year-old King Richard II sent in his soldiers to re-establish law and order. But the villagers of Fobbing meted out the same unceremonious treatment to them as well. What you got to look at is that most there's no full-time, there's very little full-time professional army going on in, in England at this point. And most of what, it, what is there is in France or Wales or Scotland or maybe Ireland. Definitely in France. Yep. So, you know, the guys who are being sent out, they're either being paid for it, they're militia, 
there could be a couple of mercenaries, you know, but there's not exactly a great deal of soldiery to go around. No, and the uh, the peasants beheaded six of them, didn't they? Yeah. I bet Tommy Tommy was leading that as well, wasn't he? Uh, he was. I think he was, yeah. Joined by other villagers from all corners of the southeast of England, the peasants decided to march on London in order to plead their case for a better deal before their young king. Not that the peasants blamed Richard for their problems. Their anger was aimed instead at his advisers. Simon Sudbury, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and John of Gaunt, the Duke of Lancaster, whom they believed to be corrupt. No shit. Huh. Who says these peasants are dumb? Mm. Well, that was the belief before this, wasn't it? That the peasants are dumb and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, can barely read and write, live in their own shit. Couldn't organise shit. And it's this changed the opinion quite drastically. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. In what appears to have been a well-organised and coordinated popular uprising, the peasants set off for London on the 2nd of June in a sort of pincer movement. The villages from the north of the Thames, primarily from Essex, Norfolk and Suffolk, converged on London via Chelmsford. Those from the south of the Thames, comprising mainly of Kentish folk, first attacked Rochester Castle and then Sudbury's Canterbury before setting off for Blackheath on the outskirts of London. In storming castles, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Freeing prisoners as well. Yeah. Well, they'll join in, wouldn't they? Of course. A lot of people that had been arrested uh, for not paying the poll tax. Yeah. So obviously, they're going to free them, aren't they? Well, well you say, I didn't pay my poll tax, but actually you've like killed shitloads of people. I <laughs> 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 like, just murdered them in their flesh. And you're waiting execution. They burst in. You're like, I didn't pay my poll tax. <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> Be awesome. <laughs> More than 60,000 people are reported to have been involved in the revolt, and not all of them were peasants. Can I just say that a lot of the prisoners were also conscientious objectors to the war in France. They wouldn't go and fight. Well, they belong <laughs> in prison then. Fascist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, that had been going on for quite a while by this point in that war. You're still a fascist. Oh. Uh, I'm surprised they um, locked him up and didn't just execute him. Well, because that would be like, I don't know, a lot less humane. Yeah. Well, in the Middle Ages, it wasn't really, you know, it's not like they were swimming in morals. Yeah, but surely that was definitely going to cause a revolt if you do that. Well, no one has to know, do they? They'll find out, won't they? Yeah, maybe. All right. So there was 60,000 people. Uh, not all were peasants, soldiers and tradesmen, as well as some disillusioned churchmen, including one peasant leader known as the mad priest of Kent, John Ball. Wow. He's a character. The mad priest of Kent. You've got to love that. Well, that's a quite impressive title to have. It is. In other words, he probably just fucked about because they would have been a Catholic at this point so the priests couldn't marry, but they all had mistresses anyway, of course. He was a radical preacher. Yes, he preached equality in society. He did. He wanted the church to reform its care for the poor and the sick as well. He was probably a massive pedo as well, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a... 
Well, it's not much of a leap to make, but all right, I can, you know. Nah. <laughs> I suppose back then they just knocked off their housekeeper. Yeah. And how many of them were there, Ben? Uh, 60,000. Now, think about that. That's a fucking hell of a lot at, them, at that time. Yeah, especially after the plague. I mean, the population of London was 40,000. So it'd be like, what's the population of London today? About six million. It'd be like eight million people gathered outside London. <laughs> the equivalent today. Armed with bows and sticks pitchforks. and swords and pitchforks. Spears, maybe. Yeah. A lot, a lot of archers, though, because remember, I think archery was still a... It was law to practice archery if you were a peasant. Every Sunday you had to go and practice archery. It was the law. Was it really, or is that a joke? No, that's true. No, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, why England had these really ace archers, or the longbowmen, because they uh, literally started as soon as they could walk, pulling these bows. Not the massive bows, it's off for the kiddies' bow, obviously. Yeah. So every um, peasant was armed and trained. So it's, <laughs> and he got a population bigger than London coming. That's amazing. So as they moved on London, they destroyed tax records and registers and removed the heads from several tax officials who objected to them doing so. Buildings which housed government records were burned down, and it was during the march one man emerged as their natural leader, Watt Tyler, also known as Walter the Tyler from Kent. Walter the Tyler. Yeah. Or Watt to his mates. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Sort of a, a proto-Marx. Definitely. A poster boy for Mike. Yeah, but Mike's got his portrait on his, next to his bed, along with Marx and Stalin. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trotsky and Lenin. And Mao. <laughs> Mao. <laughs> German Mao. <laughs> no, is he? He's what? Mention your definitions there, aren't you? <laughs> Name Ventars. No. Say again. Invented stars, didn't he? Or something. Who? Kim Yo. I, I was just being racist for fun. No. Moving on. Nothing new there, then. <laughs> <laughs> The rebels entered London as some of the locals had kindly left the city gates open to them. Oh, wow. Nice of them. There's some sympathisers in the city who got the gates open for them. Of course, it's like what they say in Fight Club, isn't it? Don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says we're your drivers, we're your chauffeurs, we're your cooks, we're your cleaners. Do you know what I mean? We can get you at any point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah imagine if the bin men revolted. Yeah, we'd be fucked. We'd be drowning in our own shit. Exactly. So, the rebels entered London. There's some very nice people who let them in. And somehow, the Savoy Palace of the unpopular John of Gaunt got you know, quite a little scorched in the process, with much of the palace's contents being dropped into the nearby Thames. They burn his palace down and then steal all his stuff and throw it in the Thames. Fair play. Sends a message. 
Yeah. With all the temptations of the big city on offer, however, what Tyler seems to have lost control of some of his uh, more pleasure-seeking peasants, uh, with some falling foul to the power of the demon drink. Looting and murder are reported to have taken place, but in particular, the peasants targeted their hatred of the lawyers and the priests of the city. There was a lot of racist attacks as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Against the Flemish. Oh. Yeah. Well, they do wrong. Well, Never because trust the Flemish. they were foreign and a lot of them had a lot of money. They were wealthy. Uh. So they go up to them and say, say bread and cheese. And if they said it in a, in a Flemish accent, they'd kill them. Man. Bastards. Yeah. Well... This is what happens when it gets violent, you see. It's ironic, Gives... really, because I'd imagine they were let in, not only because of sympathy to their cause, but also because there's like an, an unspoken rule when you besiege a city. I mean, this is what they were doing before they were let in. They were besieging the city. If you open the gates and let the army in, then they'd allow you to keep most of your stuff and be captured and taken prisoner and treated well. And if you resisted, then the city was stashed and you were all killed. That's medieval siege warfare rules. Ah. So obviously, as soon as they start getting into London, they start getting booze. And before you know it, this turns in from a, a march to a sacking, effectively. Yep. So in agreement to prevent further trouble... The king agreed to meet with Wat Tyler at Mile End on the 14th of June. At this meeting, Richard II gave in to all of the peasants' demands and asked that they go home in peace. Satisfied with the outcome, a promised end to serfdom and feudalism, many did start the journey home. Right, they, they asked for four demands, didn't they? Yeah. They wanted the end to bonded labour, the end of serfdom. They wanted to be able to sell goods in a free market, no tribute to the Lord. They wanted land rent to be reduced to four pence per acre a year for everybody. And they wanted immunity from prosecution for the rioters. Seems reasonable. Fair yeah. enough. Not too much to ask, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it seems fair. I mean, it's like, you know, we're the people. It's, we're the ones keeping you fed. It's stuff we take for granted now. They didn't ask for sports cars, high-powered shotguns, anything ridiculous. I'll have you know that's the American dream, Gaz. Sports cars and shotguns. Lawyers, guns and money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So loads of people went, all right, King's agreed. And remember, the King is the head of the country and he is chosen by God. Yeah. And they also demanded the heads of Sudbury and Hales, didn't they? Yes, other, they wanted Other officials, that. yeah. Which then happened. Because whilst the meeting was taking place, some of the rebels marched on the Tower of London and murdered Simon Sudbury, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and Robert Hales, the Treasurer, and their heads were cut off on Tower Hill. Again, the gates were opened for them by sympathetic guards. Yes. Because remember, the Tower of London is like England's best castle. At this point, it's where the king lives. Mm. Armories are there, the treasure is there, mm. the mint is there. And when they chopped off Sudbury's head, it took them eight blows. No, that's not surprising. To sever it. 
eight blows. Yeah. I'd imagine you'd be conscious for the first four or five. Yeah, definitely. The axe man was his neck must have looked like a toast rack. Did you see his partially mummified head in the documentary? Yeah. In that church. Ear attached. Fucking hell. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's, it's basically the only thing that survives from that from that time. It's the head of Sudbury. Yeah. Fucking hell, I bet he's pissed off. It's partially mummified. <laughs> Because it was that hot so at the time. Off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eight chops and your neck is looking like a toast rack by the fucking end of that, isn't it? Oh, yes. I mean, if the execution is pissed, well, most of them were. Wasn't exactly a popular job. No. Yeah. We'd look into executions one day, I think. Oh, that'll be nice. Christmas episode. <laughs> That's jolly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was a, I had an interesting fact then. I've been to the Tower of London a couple of times. It's quite fascinating, actually. It's a great place to look around. Yeah, I've never been myself. Yeah, it's completely blood-soaked, that place. Completely blood-soaked. So many um, people have died in there. Sounds lovely. Wait. Yeah. Did you get hard? Hey, <laughs> do I get hard? Yeah. No. Oh. I'm not attracted to castles. No, yeah. but you are. You are attracted to death. <laughs> I'm not attracted to death. That would make me a necrophiliac. No, it's the cat bit. <laughs> <laughs> Necromancer, maybe. That'd be pretty cool. God damn it. He's got to always, he's got to grandise it, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's be a fucking dead animal fucker. He's got to be the necromancer. <laughs> What's wrong with being a necromancer? You fuck dead sheep. You're not the necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> You're not I'm the necromancer. Don't push your Welshness onto me, Gaz. <laughs> you are not the necromancer. Very dirty boy. I'm just saying that being a necromancer would be pretty cool. Why? You may as well raise the dead. <laughs> be awesome. Have an army of undead. Because they could cooler things to do. What, conquer the world with an army of undead? Yeah, I could take away <laughs> that. Like this weekend, I'm going to Tony Hawk Skater 1. That's way cooler than raising the dead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what fun. I don't know. Doing some weird esoteric rituals and raising the dead. Who's that? That's cool. Anyway, let's move on from this twaddle. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, because the tower was taken, Richard spent the night in hiding. Oh, pussy. The next day, Richard met Watt Tyler and his hardcore group of Kentish rebels again, this time at Smithfield just inside the city's walls. It is thought that this was the idea of the Lord Mayor of London, Sir William Woolworth, who wanted the rebels out of the city, perhaps fearing the damage that they could cause within its cramped medieval streets lined with dry tinder houses, wooden houses. You know, just afraid the place would get burnt down for the first time, probably. At this tense and highly charged meeting, the Lord Mayor, 
Apparently angered by what Tyler's arrogant attitude to the king and his even more radical demands. No, basically, what treated the king as if he was his equal? Yeah, man, it was fucking awesome. He just sort of dead relaxed, sort of walks up to the king, shakes his hand, and says, "Hello, brother." Yeah. Hulk <laughs> <Hello>. Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, you and me got a real big important talk we gotta have. <laughs> so and then he says like, oh, oh, I'm a kind of flag of water to a, you know, pass it over here, and then he sort of drinks it messily, and the, the, apparently the Lord Mayor is so incensed by this, he draws his dagger and slashed at Tyler, badly injuring with a knife wound to his neck. And before that, they had some demands, didn't they, Ben? They did. Okay, they wanted, again, freedom. They wanted the abolition of the aristocracy, except for the king. Abolition of senior clergy, except for John Ball, to be made Archbishop of Canterbury. (laughs) The bad bastard of Kent. Yeah. (laughs) Make him the most influential church leader in the land. Well, they saw him better than the uh, corrupt clergy that, that were there at the time. Yeah, when he's doing the fucking... When he's uh, doing all that nude with a fucking pair of pants on his head. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted the local courts and police to be run by the people. And they wanted all the money from the bishops and laws to be divided equally amongst the people. Proto-communism. Proto-Robin Hood. I wonder if this is what Robin Hood was based on. Or is it later than Robin Hood? Um, it's probably round about the same time. Older. This is after Robin Hood, I'd imagine. Uh, it would be, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, but um, only maybe a hundred years or so. Maybe. So maybe what Tyler was inspired by Robin Hood? Maybe they would have had yeah. the tails because remember they're all archers. You know, he'd be a people's hero, wouldn't he? Yeah. Now the king said yes to the demands. They also wanted some more officials, did they? Oh, they did want heads of those guys, but they had already taken them, hadn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you can imagine, pandemonium breaks out. Pandemonium breaks out. Because the Lord Mayor of London has literally just been stabbed what tired in the neck. It's supposed to be a peaceful chat. Mm, He's fucked that up. king who is literally like 15... He's really crapping his pants because he's got thousands of rebels around him who probably quite like to see him dead now. Well, they num- didn't before. They outnumbered them two to one, probably. They think yeah. the king had 200 men and the rebels had 400. There you go. And these, are, these aren't going to be his top guys because they're all in France. Yeah. It's not exactly clear how the king talked his way out of this little predicament with a mass crowd of rebels surrounding him. But it must have been fucking brilliant. Well, apparently he rode towards the bowmen. Yeah. And he said, you shall have no other king but me. Follow me to Clark and Well. Which was another field. Yeah. One account says something very similar. The one account I've got says, I am your king. I will be your leader. Follow me into the fields. So the rebels lowered their weapons and followed the king because they believed they believed in the king. He was chosen by God and the... God. 
God would look after the people, so he was the representative on Earth, therefore they could trust the king. That was their fucking downfall, wasn't it, man? Yeah. Never trust a king? No. No, never. Um, and this, by this point, they went to the field. What Tyler was bleeding to death in the abbey of yeah. St. Bartholomew's. Yeah. So King's men went out, went over to him, dragged him outside, executed him, and put his head under spike. Took that yeah. to the, the Clerkenwell field, and when the rebels saw Tyler's head on a pike, they put down their arms and pleaded for forgiveness. As you would. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Sadly, none of the promises were kept. Nope. The same Never. promises were made under threat, and they were not therefore valid in law, and the remaining rebels were dealt with by force. Yeah, thousands of people, I think, hunted down, killed. Yeah. 500 outlaws were caught in woods, like Robin Hood, and executed. Yeah. So the retribution was swift and harsh. As retribution should be. <laughs> In this scenario. Quash um, the rebels come. But the poll tax was withdrawn. Yeah, over time, some of their demands were kind of met, weren't they? Because oh, yeah, the next the king... hundred years, they did actually get what they asked for because there's still a shortage of peasant labour. Yeah. They didn't get everything they wanted. I mean, obviously, they didn't get the abolition of the aristocracy. And in fact... They just invented a police force to protect that now, haven't they? Well, yes, I guess they have. Because they didn't want that to happen again. I mean, this sent shockwaves through Europe, guys. This was... I could imagine. This was like a 9-11 a moment back then. Yeah. Well, that woman said on the documentary, because of how few people there was in the population, proportionately, it, it was like a 9-11. It was worse like... than a 9-11. Yeah, she said that one in 800 people were killed in London, mm. whereas one in 16,000 in New York. Yeah. There's a big big difference, isn't there? Well, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and of course it marked the emergence of the peasants as a force in politics. They couldn't be disregarded anymore. They no, were part of the it. conversation. Well, they had to be, because it's... They've got yeah. the power. If they don't go to work, you can't kill everybody. That's it. The king didn't want that to happen again, did he? No. Once they've done it once, they want to get annoyed again. That's it. Squash it. Nip it in the bud. And just think what would have happened if they'd succeeded. Well, so it would have been shit because we need a, a strong and stable uh, ruling class, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> What, the one that's led us into oblivion? Yeah. Effectively. Well, look, we're on That one. It's enslaved us at the same point. Boris has kept us alive, Mike. No. <laughs> oh, dear. We love oh. you, Bojo. We do. It's amazing, all the hypocrisy. <laughs> you know, like with all the clapping for the key workers on the Thursday. Um, I still don't I, do. Somebody on Facebook was complaining about their Amazon driver calling him a fucking twat and all this. And I was going to comment like, ah, oh, you obviously weren't clapping loud enough last night. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, they're heroes until they do something wrong to slight you personally and then they're fucking twats again. 
<laughs> they probably don't recognize him as a key worker, Gaz. I'm not saying no. he's not, but they're probably not. They've only been told, remember, that it's the um, the nurses oh. and the carers and the doctors. I'll tell you what, I don't, drivers, I don't mind the clapping, Ben, but what I don't like, what I did find to be very insidious, I didn't realize it happened because I don't watch live TV. Like the adverts and the TV stops, and there's like a, a caption on the screen that says, go and clap. Really? On ITV, I think. Yeah, I see. I don't watch live TV either. Yeah, that's a bit. Um, so that's a bit 1984. It is a bit, isn't it? Yeah. But this whole situation, everything about it is a bit 1984, and I'm just, I've had enough. <laughs> so exciting. This is just the beginning, guys. I know, Mike. I know. It's like in that documentary today, like because it was obviously filmed years ago. It just showed like a normal street scene, and then like it made me feel weird because I was like, that life. That's what life used to be like. Remember when it was normal? We could just (laughs) learn by things and go to stuff. Yeah. We may have social distancing for years after this. I think so. I think that's what we've all got to prepare for. It's a brave new world, guys. It's a brave new world. Is it brave? Is it brave? Howling in our houses like frightened little fucking automatons staring at the fucking idiot bucks for fucking confirmation and permission. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'm taking my mask off. You're right. I'm with you, guys. Take burn that mask. Burn that (laughs) mask. (laughs) Hang <laughs> on, I'll set the table on fire. Greta will really, really appreciate that. If you burn your mags. <laughs> She's now a spokesperson about it, guys. Did you see? What's happened? She, she was invited on to, I can't remember which channel it was, it was a news network, as a COVID 19 spokesperson. Right, and how, what qualifies her? I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, they had her as this COVID-19... COVID? COVID? Um, oh, that was a Freudian slip right there, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing too much Call of Duty in the last couple of weeks. He is a covert Russian plant. Who, <laughs> me? <laughs> no, Greta. Oh. <laughs> Russians plant you? What influence have you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ability to nearly choke to death, apparently. Smoking like a Russian agent, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Why don't the Russians in both? There's probably a number of reasons the Russians have put me in. <laughs> There's literally no reasons, Ben. No. <laughs> My charm, good looks, wit, uh, intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. All right. Where were we? Summing up oh, the yeah. revolt. So, do you think if they'd have got their way, we'd still be living in an absolute monarchy, but weirdly kind of with a, well, maybe not an absolute monarchy, but certainly the king is a figurehead, and then we've got Mike's perfect future vision of the perfect luxury socialist capital, uh, perfect communist future, luxury communist future. I would have well, all gone just as as shit just as quickly under the peasants rule it couldn't have been the luxury communist future because the technology wasn't there 
Yeah, but obviously, we, would we have got the same principles, perhaps? Yeah, well, uh, maybe. It might have been a more egalitarian society, and you wouldn't have the class structure that you have today. No, there'd be no one to look down on. We'd all be equal brothers. Yep. Oh. <laughs> or pan brethren, whatever you want to call them. One to <laughs> I don't know what the word is for trans sibling. We are not equal. Yeah, we all are pretty equal. We're born equal, guys. It's a society that makes ben, us unequal. Ben, there is a bloke who goes to my dealer, right? He's got three teeth in his head. And he washes his clothes in the bath. We are not <laughs> equal. <laughs> you are no. in the system, Gaz. Because because of the system that you've been put under. Now, if it was yeah, another I, system, I, if, it was another system if it was another system, hang on, if it was another system, <laughs> get done over the floor. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't be in that situation. He wouldn't have missing teeth and shitting in the bath or whatever he does. <laughs> the government. Government fault. He fucking let his teeth fall out and smokes crack. Yeah, it's the government. No, it's a society, guys. Clothes in the bath. It's the society. Everything is a reflection of society, isn't it? You grow up in. Of course, he grew up in a community where they wash clothes in the bath. There you go. I'm fucking better than him. <laughs> what if at one point he was he could have been a rocket scientist, but then he was just tempted by crack? There you go. By a tragic tale behind him where he, he did a good job and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he actually worked for NASA as a rocket scientist. Oh, no, now you've been, you're taking the piss. I mean, he, and I mean, his wife was also a rocket scientist and she was killed in a prototype rocket accident and he turned to crack. I'm going to send you a picture of this fella. All <laughs> 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 this fantastic nonsense. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, hey. yeah, definitely better than this fucker so <laughs> leave my precious fucking system alone mike <laughs> but it's killing us and it's killing the planet yay but we've got playstation <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it anyway all the signs are that the poles are about to do a magnetic shift, which is going to completely and utterly upend the ecosystems of the world and just kill us in in, in ways that we didn't even see coming. Yeah. Or, or there's the meteor that's going to hit us, or the the next plague, or the. I mean, it really is very, very, very apocalyptic out there at the moment, isn't it? Oh Captain? yeah. It is. I can see four horsemen. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We have a peasant revolt. Look what happened to the last. <laughs> they were so close, guys. They were so close. They still ended... The king was a fucking pubescent boy, and he still ended up with his fucking head on a spike, the leader of the rebellions. Yeah, that was their downfall, trusting the king, wasn't it? He'd have no chance against Bojo. Did you see him tackle that little kid? Uh-huh. <laughs> have you ever seen that I charity did. football match he was in? Yeah. What did he two foot a black lad or something? <laughs> I can't remember who he tackled, but he kind of he, he rugby tackled him by accident. He kind of went, he ran over to him, ran so fast comparatively for Boris that he lost his footing and stumbled into him and took him out. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. 
<laughs> You'll never see a worse attempt at a challenge. Yeah. I'm hear a bad word about Bojo at the moment. He's doing hell of a job. Oh, oh you're not going to trigger me. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, I've still got a job and I'm not dead. So as far as I'm concerned, he's fine by me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not dead and I'm sat at home getting paid. So he's exactly. fine by me. And that... Exactly. That He's must... doing a fucking awful job. Uh, He's doing a bloody awful job. There's like 50,000 dead people. Oh, well. And his boss can even can trot off up 230 miles up the road while displaying symptoms and drop his kids off at his elderly parents and not a word is said. God save our gracious queen. Are you standing up too? I'm standing to attention. Quick, quick, Ben, cut it. Cut the recording. No, we're not doing it, guys. Sorry. I'm not praising the system. <laughs> I tell you what. I feel like doing some clapping for old Bojo. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone full gammon again. Hey. <laughs> He's protected my job. <laughs> Until you become inconvenient, Gaz. Ben, he kept the hardware shops open, which kept our company alive, which means I'm now conservative voter for life. <laughs> I wonder why he kept the hardware shops open. I'm just, I'm just triggering you guys. Why did he keep the hardware shops open? Because we're awesome. Well, all right. stuff, stuff breaks. I guess. Anyway, to keep as many things open as possible that he could reasonably get away with, and I guess that's an easy leave. One of the easier ones to argue is bike shops. You know, I mean, that might have been a harder one to argue because he kept them open. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not complaining. I think it would have been awesome if it had worked. Hasn't your all. That's it, man. You'd have none of these cunts, the wealthy cunts, sort of taking us to the edge of a fucking oblivion. Yeah, things they might out in their rich man bunkers. Things might have been completely different. Yeah. They're trying to get into the rich man bunker by fighting your way in with swords and pitchforks. Why not work a little bit harder? Put uh, yourself up by the bootstraps on uh, your back. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I don't want to do that. I want stuff given to me. Everything should be shared equally. I keep forgetting that billionaires work a billion times harder than we do. What if they do? <laughs> I forget that. Oh, he's become a cold, hard capitalist. Ah, show I blame me. this pandemic. It's, made, it's inflated his already inflated sense of ego. <laughs> well, the entire nation does clap for me and set up fireworks every Thursday night. That must be nice. Do you go out and watch it? No, I'm usually inside watching some bullshit on TV. No. Do you not look at the window or hear the clapping and have a certain no. smugness about you? No, I take part if I happen to be downstairs and I hear it. I don't purposely think, oh, it's Thursday. I'm going to set an alarm for eight. It's a long way from my room to, to outside. 
<laughs> a 45 second journey nah maybe a 30 second journey <gasps> terrible that I'm not prepared to make for my fellow key workers I'm too tired <laughs> key working uh. <laughs> uh, have we finished with the main subject yeah yeah I was just thinking that um, you over here, which neighbours don't clap, and then you go knock on the door and ask them why not? No. Oh, right, okay. Just wondering. Just wondering. Yeah. Uh, just to finish on the topic, just think, in some of the universe, they did succeed. Yeah. In some of the multiverse, what Tyler succeeded? Oh, well. But in this universe, his head definitely ended up on a stick, didn't it? Yeah, unfortunately it did. Yeah, let that be a lesson for all of you out there. <laughs> Email us if you'd like to overthrow the government with us. We love our government. You do. I do right now. Sure. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't care. No, I really don't. you totally missed my segue into the uh, weird news. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, man. Weird so, news. Where's yeah. your fucking amateurs? <laughs> Mike, cut it so we sound clever. Amateurs <laughs> who are on drugs as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Via Mike's amazing segue. Evidence of a parallel universe where time runs backwards has been detected by NASA scientists. Wow. That's pretty mental, isn't it? Yeah. How do you detect it? I'll get on to that. Okay. NASA may have found evidence of a real-life Twilight Zone episode. Or an episode of Red Dwarf. Now, yeah. Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, a.k.a. Anita, team were conducting an experiment in Antarctica where they discovered mysterious particles acting in a bizarre way. It is believed these particles are from a parallel universe that was born during the same Big Bang that created the universe we live in now. Apparently, there is a constant wind of high-energy particles raining down to Earth and space, and this is where things start to get a little bit tricky. Physics. Mm. The low-energy subatomic neutrinos can pass completely through Earth due to their low atomic mass, but the higher energy particles are stopped by land masses. The aforementioned high energy particles were originally thought to be coming down, although scientists have now discovered that isn't the case at all. Instead, Anita has detected heavier particles, named tau neutrinos, which are coming up from Earth towards outer space. According to these findings, NASA scientists believe they may have stumbled upon a parallel universe because these particles are believed to be travelling backwards in time, something that most people believe to be impossible. I don't fancy having a shit there. Uh, or a wank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just surrounded oh. by dirty tissues and, and then your semen just goes back up to your penis. <laughs> your wife starts off pregnant. Yeah, and then doesn't get, and then you know the baby eventually gets oh, to nothing, and then goes back inside your penis. Yeah, and then you just all start aging backwards. 
until you eventually crawl back into your dad's testicles. You gotta go into your mom's vagina first. Well, yeah. You gotta go back in. Well, not back in, it'd be in for the first time, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Because you'd just wake up in a cemetery, wouldn't you? You'd just be like... Well, I, for one, think it's better yeah. this way. And... <laughs> <laughs> but Michael, you'd have yourself would have been really embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have turned up at school with no pants on. Right? Then you'd have gone to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I, would have, I would have gone to the hedge, retrieved a pair of shitty pants... <laughs> Put them on in the toilet. Went back into the classroom. <laughs> Sat in it for a bit. Yeah. And then it went back up my arse. <sighs> Can we do the next one? Scat <laughs> <laughs> <You fucking> freaks. <laughs> Two girls, one cup. Oh, I just said it's shit, but interesting because if there's, we've found there's another parallel universe, and there's gonna be more, isn't there? That's the thinking. Yeah, I'm good for it. So I think that's a pretty damn big finding if it turns out to be true. Yeah. Now all we gotta do is figure out a way to get there. And get back, preferably. I ain't going there. Could you describe what would happen if I did? Not us specifically. I don't want to go. Who's going to volunteer for that? Someone (laughs) might. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some test pilot whose job it is. Oh, good luck to him. Yeah, Godspeed. That's what I say. Godspeed. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know... Be aware certain things are going to happen to you. Right. Should we do the next one? Yeah. Okay. A Hong Kong shop offers tear gas flavour ice cream. Oh. The main ingredient is black peppercorns, a reminder of the pungent peppery, sa- peppery rounds fired by police in the streets of the semi-autonomous Chinese city during months of demonstrations last year. It tastes like tear gas. It feels difficult to breathe at first, and it's really pungent and irritating. It makes me want to drink a lot of water immediately, said customer Anita Wong. (laughs) 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 But don't eat it then! Are they going to include that quote in the fucking adverts? (laughs) 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 New tear gas ice cream! It feels difficult to breathe at first. It's really pungent and irritating. It makes you want to drink a lot of water immediately. <laughs> Get yours now. Yeah. Well, it's better than eating fucking bats. <laughs> I guess so. Give it's them a break. to eat peppercorns in your ice cream, though. Look, they, they can eat all the fucking peppercorns they want. That's not going to mutate the disease that could kill my Right. <laughs> she had these, let's give her a flashback. Who's having a flashback? The girl who tried the ice cream had a flashback to her, and she was tear gas during a protest. I imagine those protests were quite traumatic for the Chinese citizens. Oh, yeah. Hong Kong. Hong Kong, sorry. What did she expect? 
Oh yeah, I've just been even. I've just been doubly racist unintentionally, confusing Hong Kong and China. But hey, Hong Kong is a bit Chinesey. Sorry, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> anyway, you know. well, I don't think they consider themselves to be Chinese. I think they would not be happy with that. Yeah. So I thought. So for any Hong Kong listeners, I thought I'd correct you. That's all. Well, apparently the flavour is a sign of support for the pro-democracy movement, which is seeking to regain its momentum during the coronavirus pandemic, the shop's owner said. He spoke on condition of anonymity to avoid repercussions from the pro-Beijing government. Oh, my would... God, you live in a society where you can get locked up and probably shot for fucking making ice cream. Yeah. That the government doesn't like. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, we've got that to look forward to. <laughs> in that way for us too, isn't it? Well, this is it. Back nation we live. Yeah, it's um, it's not for me. It's for that way. I, I don't want this tear gas ice cream, nor do I want to be tear gassed again. No, more than sixteen thousand rounds of tear gas were fired during the protests. That's a lot of tear gas. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they come sharp too if they fucking hit you in the face or the chest. I can imagine. But apparently, at five dollars a serving, the tear gas ice cream has been a hit. Okay. <laughs> he, he's been selling twenty to thirty scoops a day. Wow! wow. Well, fucking hell! What's you don't that? go back What's for seconds. Thirty times five. Uh, hundred and fifty is it? Yeah, it's hundred and fifty dollars a day. Wow! Well, I bet <laughs> they don't come back for seconds. <laughs> I bet you have to give them a chair to eat to sit on after the vegan. Is what you know about. Is it wise to be eating an ice cream that makes you short of breath when there's a virus that attacks the lungs trotting around? <laughs> <laughs> and also one that brings back post-traumatic... That one that fucking... brings, gives you PTSD and brings yeah. back that. PTSD ice cream! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your post-traumatic event there, ma'am? Oh, I was tear-gassed. Oh, we have this ice cream. It tastes just like it. <laughs> what about you sir my family were killed in front of me here well this shot yes here this good this ice cream tastes of gunpowder <laughs> and death <laughs> and death <laughs> it smells it's even, like death and it's, it's even got, got blood on it too it's even got little book shots in there as well oh yeah little chopped up book shots <laughs> with a strawberry topping to make it look like blood <laughs> you yeah. said they were chocolate book shots <laughs> oh man yeah the smell of death and decay ah oh, my teeth <laughs> we're going to be sitting bookshop for a week <laughs> <laughs> fart one out shoot your dog <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not down for making ice cream that's going to give me a PTSD flashback (laughs) (laughs) or make me taste taste tear gas and give me the same fucking effect no I don't (laughs) want it I'm against a world that has it oh wow moving on then yeah yeah okay it is me. And finally, blood-sucking flies that target crutches to thrive during this week's heatwave. 
Oh, that picture was not. <laughs> that's a nasty looking picture. Yeah, I could have done without that picture. Swarms of blood sucking flies, which target humans' more tender areas, are set to surge into the air this week. Wednesday expected to be the hottest week of the year so far, providing people in lockdown with the chance to responsibly head outside and take the sun. <laughs> However, those looking forward to a sunbathing session or barbecue should heed the threat of the Blandford flies. The tiny terrors originate from the River Stour in Blandford, Dorset, and are beginning to emerge as the weather gets warmer. Before mating, the females seek out human blood to drink before letting amorous males have sex. Isn't this just like, um, like the an Illuminati meeting? Yeah. Like the, the Anton LaVey of the bloody fly world? Blanford <laughs> 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 flies. No, not Anton LaVey. I mean um, Crowley. Um, yeah, Crowley. Well, they target the groin, and according to that picture, the knee. There have been a significant increase. May to June is the peak season for the Blandford beasties and their bites can create a serious reaction and potentially make victims very ill. Less than three millimetre long and black, the bugs are hard to spot because they fly low to the ground and usually target ankles, legs and the crotch. Yeah, but we don't live in Dorset, so are we OK? Hopefully. I'm never going out again. Well, that's too dangerous, I've decided. What is the point? The world is fucked now. If it's not the economy, it's the flies that are going to get you. So yeah, The flies is the virus. So vote yeah. for a good, stable government like the Conservatives. That death ray the US Army's got, the US Navy's got. Yeah. Sit back and watch the world burn. Well, yeah, my advice. <laughs> I'm going to light a cigarette from its embers. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a really nasty bike that fly will give you, though. Wouldn't fancy that. Burn them fuckers, too. Put on face. <laughs> oh, man, that's not it's not fun. It's all gone to shit. I swear to God, CERN did something. Yeah. <laughs> I tell well, you, it's all been shit since that Large Adron Collider started up. <laughs> it has. Well, they do have that statue of, um, is it Carly? Outside? Oh, um, the Goddess of Destruction. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Mm. Interesting that scientists have that outside it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all a bit dodgy for my liking. I mean, all right, there's some brilliant minds there, but it doesn't mean they're not dabbling with occult science. There we go. And if what Tyler succeeded, we none of this. No, we'd all have science. We shared equally. No classes, we'd all be brothers and sisters living in harmony under the sun. Right, right, let's wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful future it would have been. Oh, God. It would have been a hippie Marxist paradise. Oh, Oh, God, white people with dreadlocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but copious amounts of drugs as well, guys. And sex, free sex. And hippies. Ugh. <laughs> Says the only one with the long hair. Yeah, but I don't act like a fucking hippie, do I? No, you're like a look- jaded hippie, but you've grown your hair back for one last attempt at liberalism before you turn completely Tory. <laughs> I literally can't be asked to put my hair anymore. I've, I've decided it's something I will never do as an adult male. <laughs> it falls out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Basically. <laughs> Fair enough. On that bombshell. On that bombshell. <laughs> Gaz will have a skull it in a few years. I know. We decided I'll give up. <laughs> I think you need to accept the fact that my my body is going to troll you by by never going bald. My father's got a very thick head of hair still. Well, they do say it misses a generation, don't they? Yeah. You know, we'll see. Well, what if it goes, like, completely grey? <laughs> We're all going to go grey. We don't well, die. I'm going to yeah. Yeah, you do have will be white, won't it? Yeah. Keep in mind, I haven't got any grey yet. You haven't got any fucking hair. Well, yeah, I know, but I haven't got any grey in it either. When it does come through, it's all right. <laughs> That's it. All right, <laughs> let's end it then. So that's been the Peasants Revolt. This has been cutting the ball in the post through the pockets. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavor aid and don't join a cult. Unless it's a tiger cult. Unless it's a tiger cult. Or, it's or a cult of hippie Marxists. Hey. Ew. I've been Gaz. Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Woo-hoo.